Welcome to HR Trends. I'm your host, Claire Morin. And today we have with us a wonderful guest, Anna Stephanie. Anna is part of Unum's Digital Ventures and Transformation team. She's primarily responsible for incubating and scaling new digital solutions for leave and absence management. She's co-creating strategy and reimagining digital leave and absence experiences. Before that, Anna was the founder and president of Leave Logic. She led the company from initiation through funding and acquisition. She's renowned as a thought leader in parental leave policies. You might have seen her TED Talk, Why the US Needs Paid Parental Leave. So welcome, Anna. Thank you. Glad to be here. Wonderful to have you. And, you know, the last episode, we were broaching this question, how can employers build a leave program, a leave strategy for the future? As we are on December 2nd, coming to the end of a, of a, of a just a very strange year, and one in which leave became incredibly important, and obviously important, right? Um, you actually have this fantastic background of a tech founder, somebody who built digital solutions and has been changing leave management from your own personal experience, actually, of going through a leave program. And I've heard you speak about this. You, you, you sometimes call it this A-B testing <laughs> you went through where you, you know, you had one child in Europe, went through that experience, and then you came back to the US and went through a similar experience. Could you begin by just t telling us that story? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you're absolutely right. I didn't uh, set out to say, um, you know, I'm going to have this uh, very scientific approach to the experience around taking leave. Instead, it was just uh, going about my everyday life. I was working in Germany at the time um, when I uh, was getting ready to have my first son. I would ask my boss or uh, informed him that I was newly pregnant and what are my options for taking leave? He said, that's fantastic. You know, uh, let's talk about who we're going to apprentice into your role because in Germany I was entitled up to one year of a government stipend leave and up to three years of job protection which is a lot and uh, it, Germany's had paid leave for a very long time and it's sort of a matter of fact experience. Now contrast that when uh, we moved back to the U.S. with the same employer um, getting ready to have my second son and I was asking my friends and colleagues how does it work here I'd been gone for quite some time and uh, a response I got more often than I expected was keep it hidden as long as possible. And I didn't at first understand how to do that. Uh, uh, you know, maybe buy new clothes, get a cardigan. Um, I was really uh, surprised at that response. I didn't understand why I needed to keep it hidden until um, it became clear to me that it is really hard to get access to information because in the U.S. we don't have a national paid leave policy, which means it's up to the employer uh, to uh, provide these programs, or in some instances, there's a few states that have uh, a paid family medical leave program. And in absent of that information, there's these sort of unintended consequences or unintended messages that come that say, maybe you shouldn't take it. Um, it, it felt a lot like a a career versus family decision that I had to make. And to your point about the A-B test, you know, it was the same life event, same company, just different country. And I stepped away uh, 
from that experience and looked at uh, what I thought was an opportunity to bring uh, technology to the space and uh, empower individuals with information. I, I do think it's really important uh, for individuals to understand easily in an individualized way, how much time can I take off? What is paid? How do I do this? What about my career? And um, I don't think at the end it was my employer's intent for me to have this experience, it's just there wasn't tools available to HR uh, to get this information in the hands of the employees easily. Right, it's such a fascinating story. And I hadn't actually realized before it was the same employer. <laughs> so yes. it really was an A-B test. And, yes. and, and that's why it's actually so great actually hearing you talk about the importance of the employee experience in a leave program, because of course the employee is central to that program and, and you actually coming from being the employee and seeing yeah. how it needed to be improved. Um, could you talk to our audience perhaps what's, what are some of the structural or operational considerations employers should be thinking about to support their employees, you know, in a leave program. Do you have any thoughts to share there? Yeah, there's there's a, a wide spectrum. You know, you start with, um, you know, possibly considering launching a new program or expanding your existing and a lot of great contents out there about um, the what, you know, how long, who's covered, what type of family members, are we doing just parental or are we doing a paid family leave program? Um, but I do like to emphasize uh, you cannot forget the how of the program. So is the information easily accessible to that individual employee? Are your managers trained to support the goals that you're trying to achieve with your program? Um, can uh, the leadership get involved in terms of messaging or setting the right example and tone? Um, what is the operational implications to individuals utilizing these programs? Um, do we need to think about off-ramps and on-ramps? There's a, a wide spectrum of elements to consider um, in actually uh, executing on the overall program design. Right, and and that question of of usage, right? So I know in our last episode, we had Marcy Sear talking about how, how she is a, as the HR person at Unum who's transforming leave. You know, one of those three big pillars of the leave strategy is attra attraction and retention, right? Like this is becoming so important. And actually a lot of data coming out right now showing what is most important to employees and, and leave programs, right? Are high up on that list right now time off, time to have a, you know, be with your family and so on. Um, how do employers measure the success or perhaps the ROI of their leave program? Um, wonder if you could talk to that. When you're looking at the demographics of your population and understanding how your current programs fare against your competitors, you may understand either it's a retention play, a talent attraction play, or possibly both. And so if you're looking at the talent retention piece, you can look at your population and, and it may not just be women or it may not just be uh, dads. It, it could be family caregiving is one of the pay points where people are exiting your workforce uh, because they need to care for uh, an elder or a parent, um, or it could be within that parental demographic, but it really needs to be right-sized for your organization and once you identify 
where you're going to be able to impact the broadest population. And, and what we're seeing in that trend is a lot of employers started with parental leave and are now shifting to family caregiving leave um, as uh, the population begins to age um, and there isn't enough caregiving resources available uh, for elder care. So looking at those retention rates, benchmarking them against your competitors, and then looking at the talent attraction rates, um, are you publicizing uh, your, your policies and are you getting engagement off that content? And you can measure the ROI of how many um, candidates ask questions about them in interviews, or you can be targeted in surveying uh, new candidates about uh, the importance of certain benefits. So those are just some examples, but really the key messages are right-sized, but uh, deliberate in uh, measuring the success. Right. And you've, I know I've heard you speak before about how, say, even the parental leave, some studies were done where lengthening parental leave actually return, encouraged more people to return to work. Um, could you speak a bit about that? Yeah, so um, there was one study that said uh, women who take paid leave are 93% more likely to be in the workforce nine to 12 months after a child's birth. Google, when they implemented their policy, I believe in 2016, they saw an increase of 50% in retention of women in their workforce. Wow. Uh, there's been a global study uh, by KP that analyzed all of the uh, in-country policies and uh, that included income replacement amounts and durations and said, where is that um, sort of sweet spot or equilibrium of increased retention, people returning back to work? And what they, uh, the result was, is if an employer uh, from the data, if they in, um, implemented a policy, I think it was of 16 weeks paid with a flexible return at 100% pay, that was your maximum return to work uh, policy based on the global data. And they calculated if global employers were to implement a policy, they could save uh, $19 billion globally on uh, those costs associated with rehire, retraining an employee who doesn't return. Those are wow. big numbers. Wow. Wow, big numbers there. And I just want to repeat actually for our audience, um, when you said that your internet dropped, which is, you know, the classic COVID pandemic virtual podcast moment. But you did say uh, KPMG, um, it was their study actually commissioned by Vodafone. Um, and really, when you think about the recent um, September jobs report, um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics was showing the staggering number of women exiting the workforce. You know, due to many caregiving needs and so on, and just thinking of the costs associated for businesses, um, that the great need to keep them engaged in the workforce. One thing I wonder if we could finish with actually is life events, because usually like, the, the leave often might be a big life event, such as having a new child. Um, it changes people. And I, again, you've spoken about this. Um, how, 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 can you, how can employers embrace people back the return to work element of the leave program any best practices there right we're starting to see um the emergence of of programs that acknowledge that uh, when an employee takes leave for a life event coming back uh can be a jarring experience um there's some verbatims out there that say you know i just had a baby i came back to work 
I had changed as an employee or as a person, um, but I came back to the same desk and the same role and didn't know how to quickly integrate. And as these programs increase in duration, you know, historically we were in the, let's say for maternity, six or eight week timeframe, but now with the new state leaves and expanded employer programs, we're seeing 12 weeks, 16 weeks and longer emerge. Um, there is an increasing need for a deliberate off-ramp and on-ramp in that experience. So when that employee returns to work, that they um, are onboarded almost like a new hire, that they are kept up to date with any organizational changes, or they understand uh, where the mother's room is, certain facilities, or what additional programs are available. So being deliberate about that return to work experience and training the manager on the importance of that return to work experience um, will pay off in terms of ROI on that uh, increased retention. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the virtual studio. Um, we will be bringing Anna back again in the future. So stay tuned for more. Um, and thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.